two NBAA groups are working together to bring about an exciting and sustainable future for our industry. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. Formed in 2021, the Sustainability Subcommittee to the NBAA Maintenance Committee is tasked with developing educational resources to help business aircraft operators pursue initiatives to foster greater environmental awareness industry-wide. As you'll soon hear, they've been quite busy doing just that. And increasingly, those efforts also extend to, and are complemented by, work being done by NBAA's Emerging Technologies Committee, comprised of industry leaders who are driving the future of aviation safety safety, and policy in areas including autonomous flight and electric propulsion. To catch up on both groups' respective work, and to learn more about how they overlap in some key areas, I'm joined today by leaders on both panels. We'll begin with Brock Jordan, chief pilot for Netflix, who, along with Jessica McClintock, co-chairs the Sustainability Subcommittee. The subcommittee is very young in its age, but the experience level on the panel comes from a a huge number of industry professionals that have a true passion for driving sustainability. And as we all looked together to poll to see what we wanted to do for 2022, we really looked at kind of our purpose and and why our group even existed. And, And the main focus is obviously to ensure a sustainable evolution of the business aviation industry in a safe and responsible way. And that that's our primary goal. And we want to do that through continuing to build on business aviation strong and admired reputation as an industry leader by embracing more sustainable practices. And we really focused on creating environmentally sustainable uh, educational content. Uh, we de- developed uh, some industry best practices that we are sharing through our education platforms, also encouraging sustainability systems and driving the initiative forward for the next generation of aviation professionals. And we did that through some of our education pieces, which was advocacy for the accreditation program. We've just finalized uh, the first year uh, and nominations for the accreditation program. And we're going to continue to build on providing a scalable approach to sustainability through the accreditation program. We also have been focusing on how do we calculate our greenhouse gas footprint? How do we set that baseline? Those have been the conversations that we've really tried to drive home and bring awareness to. Also, the tools that uh, operations already have available to them. Most larger companies that own corporate aircraft have a chief sustainability officer that they might not be aware of or a sustainability program within their business. Another piece we've been working on is the MBAA management guide. The next revision of that is going to include the future of sustainability. Uh, So we built out a chapter to help uh, equip flight department leadership. Uh, This will help them outline how they can shift their departments and create best practices to have more sustainable approach within their own operations and also identify and communicate best practices to them to build on that. Another project that we're working on is a waste reduction plan that will be issued to uh, MBAA members, uh, which will focus on uh, internal and external support uh, initiatives for their operations and how it focuses on them establishing sustainable culture through training and education department-wide. Sounds like the subcommittee has been very busy, Brock, as has the Emerging Technologies Committee, formed in 2020. Paul McDuffie serves as vice chair of the committee and as senior principal advisor to Supernal, the Advanced Air Mobility, or AAM, subsidiary of Hyundai Motor Group. We have been concentrating on a number of issues that are clearly related to sustainability uh, on the emerging tech side. Most of it has revolved around advanced air mobility, unmanned systems, you know, essentially 
being part of everyday life and our belief that that technology provides significant social, environmental, and economic advantages uh, to, to the general public. Of course, those, those are the three main pillars to sustainability. We've kind of looked at each of those objectively and, and evaluated uh, the technology as it emerges, pardon the pun, and as we move into a world where air mobility and UAS operations become more the norm as opposed to the exception. We've looked at it from, from a number of perspectives, workforce development for one. We've looked at it from the entry into service requirements, what it's going to take to get these systems you know, actively engaged in everyday life in a sustainable way. We've looked at it from a regulatory standpoint. We've got several members of the Emerging Tech Committee who are you know, interested in things like certifying the vehicle so that is compliant with existing regulations, but it also provides an opportunity to bring into service vehicles that are clearly sustainable for the long term. So it's been a hot topic for us and it will continue to be going into the new year. Coming up, we'll find out more about how these groups are working together and how both emerging technologies and sustainability have taken hold across our industry. But first, this word from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Paul McDuffie and Brock Jordan, leaders on NBAA's Emerging Technologies Committee and Sustainability Subcommittees, respectively. I'd now like to bring into the conversation Scott Cutchell, Senior Vice President of Development and Sustainability with Clay Lacey Aviation and a member of the Sustainability Subcommittee, and Emerging Technologies Committee member Chris Proudlove, Senior Vice President at Unmanned Aircraft Systems Insurance Provider Global Aerospace and Head of Emerging Technology for that company. Chris, it sounds to me that new technologies and sustainability really are two closely related topics. How often is sustainability a part of your conversations on the Emerging Technologies Committee? There's an expectation that all new technologies, really, you know, in in all sectors of commerce, are developed with a focus on sustainability. So, to that extent, really, all discussions that we're having around emerging technology, you know, certainly have an, have an impact or, you know, certainly a major part of that dis- discussion is around how sustainable they are. But sustainability isn't just about, you know, lowering emissions. The feedback that we get from our business aviation customers is that they are looking for ways to reduce emissions. But in addition, they're concerned about sustainability in general. This includes things like workforce development, particularly as it relates to the shortage of pilots, which is an ongoing sustainability issue for all aviation companies. So I think that the two are very, very closely linked. Sustainability also factors in the discussion of how these technologies are addressed at the end of their lives, too. Yeah, and I think that the question of how to recycle lithium batteries is one of the big questions that's hanging over the industry. And I'm not just talking about electric aircraft, but, you know, battery powered cars and so on. I, you know, I think there are some solutions that are, that are being developed currently to address that. But, but yes, I think we have to look at sustainability and we have to look at environmental initiatives in a holistic way that perhaps 
is hard to achieve. I mean, I'm a, I'm a great believer in the fact that you have to start somewhere. You know, we aren't going to develop a fully clean solution for air travel without making some mistakes, without, you know, going down some rabbit holes potentially. But that has to be the ultimate goal or at least getting, you know, close, close to it. And in particular for new aircraft that are being developed. So, there's an awful lot to think about and an awful lot to work on. And I'm glad that there are far smarter minds than mine trying to figure out solutions for all this. Scott, let's flip the question a bit. What about the role of emerging technologies as part of the sustainability discussion? I'm a firm believer technological advances enable sustainability. And just one example is sustainable aviation fuel. That, that is a technological advance that we're now making fuels from existing carbon sources rather than pumping oil out of the ground and introducing new carbon to the atmosphere. That's a technological advance. As we start to move into other propulsion systems, those are technological advances that will also enable more sustainable flight operations. Let's look at how these two subjects are already in play across our industry. Scott, how are sustainability and emerging technologies in focus at Clay Lacey Aviation? We're a highly diversified business from aircraft management to charter to our maintenance repair and overhaul facilities to our fixed-based operators. And I think some things that we're excited about engaging the emerging tech subcommittee on are how to support a lot of these technological advances. One is the the future of electric flight. Electricity, in essence, will be a new fuel, if you want to think about that way. The fuel of the future, some people have called it. But as an FBO, there is an infrastructure required to support those aircraft once they're certified. And so really understanding from an FBO perspective, what is a cost-effective, reasonable way to build out that infrastructure in a way that can support those aircraft once they start landing at our facilities. And that's a long road because FBOs are at city or county-owned facilities, and it takes time to get easements and things like that to put in the infrastructure. An easy example or metaphor for people to think of is the infrastructure for electric cars. Well, now imagine that at an FBO for, for aircraft. That's one on the social side, scholarships, internships, job shadow days, mentoring initiatives is a way to kind of foster that next generation of of professionals. And then finally, just going back to technological advances in SAF, you know, just an ongoing commitment to supplying that and educating consumers that it's safe, it's a drop-in fuel, no modifications are needed, OEMs have approved it, engine manufacturers have approved it. So those are some concrete examples of, I think, where technology and sustainability intersect. Paul, how is sustainability part of your mission at Supernal? One of the reasons why this topic has has gained so much interest, because it it really represents an opportunity to provide a different way of transporting people, products, providing a service that isn't reliant on traditional methodologies, traditional use of fossil fuels, etc. So there's, you know, obviously a lot of interest in our ability to engage actively with these vehicles in an economically friendly and an environmentally friendly way. Uh, A lot of discussion internally among our our members relative to uh, battery technology, for example, how batteries or alternatives to fossil fuels that will ultimately power these vehicles, how does that support a sustainable future for us? 
lot of work to be done there, obviously, but it's clearly one of those topics that are getting a lot of attention by our members. This is new technology, and people need to have a better understanding of exactly what it is we're trying to do. This is a new mode of transportation being integrated into a transportation ecosystem that is definitely due for some overhaul. There are a lot of new technologies that will emerge to make this happen, and we're going to be following that pretty closely going forward. Brock, I know that these two subjects are also at the forefront over at Netflix. Yeah, we have a net zero approach to sustainability, and and we've accomplished that this year in 2022 uh, as a company. But here in the aviation department, we want to drive culture here. I think culture is the next step to drive a holistic approach to sustainability at an aviation uh, operation or facility. Navigating which technologies you're going to choose and commit to over the next 5, 10 years For us, one low-hanging fruit is SAF for a lot of operators that are in larger cities that have it available to them. But that comes the question of evaluating the green premium and leveraging it a technology versus an offset. And for us, that's what we're evaluating right now as an operation and and budgeting for our future. I think it's key that that operators and operations start looking for two, three, four, five years in the future of how they're going to bring this into their budget. That's how they're going to have to approach their corporations to fund sustainability if they already don't have a commitment to it. And another piece to the holistic approach is sustainability uh, standard operating procedures that are going to continue to evolve and develop within your operation. Operation. And setting forth a goal for, for timing on, on transitioning away from offsets and, and actually engaging in emerging tech to drive your, your greenhouse gas emissions, your scope one, twos, and threes uh, down. And also creating that culture uh, of a true believer that we can help invest in the future of our planet and corporate aviation. Chris, from your perspective with global aerospace, how does sustainability relate to emerging technologies like UAS? We see sustainability through two lenses. The first is really our own corporate ESG program that includes things like carbon offsets and other initiatives. The main and the second one for us is how we can support the aviation industry. Emerging tech is really the umbrella term for all innovation, whether it's new verticals such as advanced air mobility or the development of new processes, fuels, and other initiatives in the existing industry. We established a separate underwriting unit focused on all areas of of emerging tech just, just this last year. And for us, this was the logical way to go about things, primarily as as there is a lot of crossover. But if you take something like alternative fuels as an example, you know, these are being developed and, and adopted not only in new aircraft, but also existing aircraft and even ground operations. So if we're going to conduct a risk assessment on, let's say, batteries or hydrogen power, it makes sense for us to take a holistic approach so that we can use what, what we learn in one area to influence decisions across a broad range of customers. You know, so many aspects under, under development today come under the heading of either you know sustainability or emerging tech but these all have a have an impact on risk and safety and that's our business you know we're a specialist insurance provider so you know risk and safety is our primary concern uh, so if you take something like automation and autonomy those technologies will reduce the workload on pilots and that in turn, is going to hopefully alleviate the pilot shortage and 
create sustainability in you know things like workforce development. But all these solutions come with an element of risk that, as an insurance carrier, we need to understand as best we can. So, Chris, what do you have planned on the Emerging Technologies Committee in the year ahead? One thing that, that we're going to be looking at, you know, ways that we can that we can leverage the knowledge and talent on on both committees. But really, in in general, as far as the sustainability ad, ad hoc is is concerned, the focus is going to continue to be around supporting the drone industry, the advanced air mobility industry, primarily through education, engagement, and outreach. We will also continue to advocate through. NBAA where appropriate and you know try try to use the knowledge of committee members to influence a safe and sustainable path to commercial realization for the myriad technologies that are being developed. And where Chris left off is the perfect transition. I lead the working group that's on ground facilities and support. And so hearing what Chris is doing on emerging tech my mind immediately goes to how can we as a sustainability subcommittee equip the MBAA membership on the FBO side and on the corporate flight department side where they have their own aircraft hangars so that those facilities can start working now toward having the infrastructure to support those advanced modes of transportation. The current electrical infrastructure at most FBOs, I would argue, may not be able to support what's coming down the road 10 years from now from an electrical load demand of all these new aircraft. If we need to start storing hydrogen on site, where is that going to happen? What are the rules around that? How do you do that safely? How do you transport it safely? I would love to see a mobile refueler that is a gigantic rolling battery, much like a fuel truck carries fuel to the aircraft. Let's bring the electricity via a mobile unit to the aircraft to allow FBOs to have maximum functionality of their property rather than having to bring the aircraft to charging units all the time. And so these are all things that revolve around emerging technology. In Chris's point earlier in the podcast, he mentioned the battery technology. And a lot of things I've heard is that the batteries, when they're first produced, will maybe start in the aircraft. As they start to lose some of their capacity over time, those batteries can be redeployed into the FBO environment to get kind of a second life until they're eventually recycled and we move through the system. So there's a lot of areas where emerging tech and the sustainability can combine to better inform and equip the MBAA membership. Great point, Scott. Paul, how do you see the relationship between emerging technologies and sustainability evolving in the year ahead? I think a lot of our, our efforts going into 2023 and beyond are going to be in support of uh, this entry into service idea. What do we need to do to initially engage the public, engage the air traffic community, engage aviation in AAM in a sustainable and safe way? We're working closely with representatives within FAA, other OEMs in the AAM industry, other associations who are really examining this thing from from one end to the other from a perspective of what is it going to take to actually begin service, get it started. A lot of this industry right now, there, there are 500 plus companies that are OEMs and building AAM or air mobility vehicles. You know, we don't expect that there will be 500 survivors when it's over. 
but those who are producing vehicles or, or will produce vehicles that are, you know, obviously uh, supportive of a sustainable kind of environment, particularly at the entry into the service level, are going to be the survivors. We have a number of members of our committee who are supporting OEMs that will support a lot of the, the EIS entry into service discussions that will be taking place shortly with FAA as we look at what it's going to take to actually get these things into service by the end of the decade. You know, we don't have any expectations that we're going to have a 100% solution to entry into service by these vehicles by that date, but it is, in fact, an opportunity to begin the process of, of bringing these things to market in a sustainable way, gaining public acceptance, building the business model, making sure that the business model closes, and evaluating our impact on the entire aviation ecosystem going forward. So a lot of work to be done over the next seven or eight years. And, you know, I can assure you that the Emerging Tech Committee is going to be right on top of that for MBAA. Brock, what are your thoughts? I actually just wanted to touch on what Scott had said earlier in the interview is, you know, emerging technology is the key to sustainability. And for us to achieve our goals of 2023 and make them effective, we cross-functionally have to align with the sustainability and emerging tech committees on every panel at every conference this year to be at the forefront, looking through every lens that we can, not just the pilots, not just the flight attendants, not just the FBAO operator, not just the, the, the vendor, all those lenses we have to look through because everybody's in attendance at all these conferences. And if we can drive home our sustainability efforts that we've tried to do in 2023, that's our main goal. And we'll continue to have our podcasts like this one. Uh, we're developing articles that will be posted on MBAA's website. Also, our reference and FAQ libraries are going to continue to build out and develop. And one of our main goals is also to have more of a social media presence for advocacy of sustainability in 2023. And all of that will tie into helping departments adopt the management guide section on sustainability. And also, uh, one of the bigger uh, tasks is working with Stuart DeLeon and, and reviewing the accreditation over the last year and help refine and and look at what we can do to adopt best practices in that and get engagement to have more flight departments engaging in accreditation program in 2023. I would just maybe offer a piece of advice to MBA membership, which is just to lean into the considerable changes that are afoot in the industry. It's not just the development of new aircraft that can serve potentially new passengers and cargo. I mean, that's really exciting. You know, there are so many benefits potentially from being an early mover in that space. But, you know, it relates to sustainability as well. And I think that increasingly what we hear from our customers is that whether you're a Part 91 or a Part 135 operator, you know, your customers, whether they're the C-suite or commercial passengers, are increasingly looking for operations that have foundations in sound ESG practices. So whether it's new verticals, new aircraft models, new potential passengers uh, and customers, or the myriad sustainable practices that are being adopted around the industry, um, I think this is just a really exciting time. And there are lots of opportunities for, for all of us to cement what we've done in the past and build on it to a bright future for, for the entire industry. I want to echo Chris. I love the lean in. My way of saying it is everybody needs to start. You don't need to go to the final degree in every aspect, but if everybody starts, um, what is your carbon footprint? Uh, just knowing what that is and 
starting with the basic low-hanging fruit that are low to no cost. Start with that first and then get more advanced from there. But if everybody starts, there will be massive impact and a very positive light on our industry. Second is for those that are just thinking this is a political issue, I, I, I like to get out there and say this is, this is not. What this is is, number one, it's doing the right thing and acting responsibly. And number two, it's a way for us as an industry to avoid future regulation. I don't think any of us like being told what to do. So if we take the right actions now, we will be able to avoid mandates requiring us to do these things in the future. I'm sure there'll be lots more developments over the next 12 months for both of these groups. To learn more about the NBAA Emerging Technologies Committee, visit nbaa.org forward slash emerging tech. You can also find out more about the Sustainable Flight Department Accreditation Program of the NBAA Sustainability Subcommittee at nbaa.org forward slash sustainability. And to learn more about both of these groups and NBAA's other standing committees, go to nbaa.org forward slash committees. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device. Of course, you can also download Flight Plan directly at nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.